This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Swarm. That is The Swarm Podcast here at The Connect, where we got y'all for every episode of The Swarm. Uh, It's just Swarm. It's not The Swarm. I'm being very Southern and adding a the to everything. (laughs) Chappelle is rubbing off on me, even though he's not here. But you know who is here? The the matron of Murderer's Row. The the jam to my biscuit. It is Mari Forth. I'm hungry. Hello, <laughs> hi. A random, a random Chicago reference there. I, I'm down for it. <laughs> One, I, I, a Broadway musical I've seen multiple times in <laughs> on on theater. Yep. And one of my favorite personal uh, musicals, movie musicals. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. I, I, I have to wash the stank off the podcast from uh, Chappelle being here. Um, <laughs> 
I just want to say all of your thoughts uh, were right. Uh, everything you thought I was thinking was completely right in uh -huh. the, the fact that I was rolling my eyes by the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, Chappelle knows that he can talk some things because he wasn't because I wasn't in attendance. Yeah, you weren't here. But it's okay. I'll get my lick back on Snowfall. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, Chappelle had some things, some interesting things to say, and we appreciate him filling in for you mm -hmm. uh, while you were on vacation. But yes. you're back now, and you're mm -hmm. back for two uh, pretty wild episodes. Yes, yes. These episodes, I thought it was honestly perfect that you had Chappelle on for uh, episodes two and three, because episodes two and three are wild. Like, they are very funny. They are very irreverent. They are very, like, they are the ones that really spoof the hive, but in a very funny way. Mm hmm and then these next two episodes, I'm like, dog, <laughs> we are getting in it. You know what I mean? Like, we are truly getting in it. And I I love this. And, um, and I'm still just watching as we go along. Um, I, I still only watched up to episode uh, what five right. here. Um, and I'm just really enjoying this show. I, I, I like how you guys explained it as the monster of the week. Because... I in the time since we last get on get, get uh, got on here, I made James watch um, up until five here too, mm -hmm. and it was just so funny. At that point, I had already seen like episode one and two like three times. It was my third time watching it, um, and he was like, "Wait, what is happening?" Like he had he was me, he was all of us in that first episode where we think it's gonna be one thing, and then yes. boom, you know, Chloe's dead. Khalid's dead and then right. look up at episode two she's all of a sudden a stripper like I think you guys like really honed in on that because I think we all thought it was going to be one thing mm -hmm. and then as each episode progresses it's clearly something different I like that it's it's like an almost like an anthology is like a different a different set of circumstances each episode right and I am just really really feeling it I am so I'm so glad that this turned out the way that it did. I'm so glad that they were very tight lipped on what the show was really about. Yeah. Um, I the think marketing people, was really good though. Exactly. I think people need to let it go. Like, I think that's the biggest thing. Let go of what you thought this show was. Right. And, and keep watching. Cause we know we heard some people just stopped because they, they didn't get it, but like keep watching and, 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 taking the full account of what's happening because I think we're seeing something that is just so entirely different and I love that because it feels like we don't get that with TV a lot this right. this feels like prestige television and I and as you know our, our now esteemed friend of the podcast um talks about like black prestige television is not given the same reverence in the same space right and I'm so glad that we can be here to do that because I think these shows deserve it. I, I truly do. And you got to look deeper. You got to look deeper into these shows in order to like get it and understand it. And I'm not trying to be that type of person. that would be like, oh, you know, get it. You know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to be that, but I just, I just want people to think a little bit more, a little less critically and maybe a little bit more open, openly about what we're, we're being shown here. Yeah, exactly. And to just kind of like apply, um, you know, apply like, I'm not 
I'm not trying to say that people who criticize this show are incapable of thought. That's not what I right. mean. But like, right, exactly. th these are kind of like thinking persons TV show, uh, TV mm -hmm. shows, Snowfall and here with Swarm. Like mm -hmm. there are levels to them that aren't just going to be readily apparent. And you might think that this is just a show about like a psychopath making her way through the world. And maybe that is the case but they've managed to elevate it and make it into prestige television. And mm -hmm. they've managed to create a black woman character mm -hmm. that I've never seen before on yes. the stage, on the screen. Like I've never seen a character like Dre before. Same. And exactly. I'm happy to be able to see a character like her on the screen now, especially for these two episodes where I feel like mm -hmm. we really do get into the psych the psyche of Dre a lot more mm -hmm. partially mm -hmm. because uh, in episode four running scared, she's kind of broken down mm -hmm. uh, by a cult. A cult. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mari, just like how happy were you to see a cult in this show? I was like stunned. Like the, it, it was so good. And it able the, the ability to weave a cult in here to weave a, a, a different narrative so that it makes sense as to why we're diving deep into Dre's background while also still having the background of like Dre was in Nashville or wherever, Tennessee, in order to go to Bonnaroo and uh -huh. Nigel's Bonnaroo performance, which right. we know is the stand in for the Coachella performance, we you know, know, these homecoming. So like the way that they managed to, to take these, you know, non-fictional events, you know, and this, this isn't fiction, blah, blah, blah. Um, but also being able to tie them to a horror concept and give us right. a, a different type of horror in each, in each episode is just, it's just so good. It's really good. And this episode, honestly, was like Midsommar yes! meets yes. like uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Yes. I was like, when did this turn into midsummer? Like <laughs> I yelled it at my TV. I legit yelled it at my TV. It's so true. Even the opening uh where we get the swarm, like you know, we get the swarm logo. Yeah. Uh, or they do it at all in flowers, flowers. because mm -hmm. everything is so light and airy mm -hmm. um on the outside of all this. So I guess let's uh uh, mm -hmm. Before I guess we jump into these episodes, I should ask you, is there anything else that you wanted to say about the episodes that you missed about uh, episodes two and three? No, I, I, yes, because as I, I was listening to it, you know, <laughs> I, I had stuff to say, but now at this point I don't, um, okay. but no, two and three were just so comedy. I love that horror comedy element to, to episodes two and three. When she bit Nyjah's face, I screamed. <laughs> and when they said, oh, that was the lady from Love and Love Basketball, and basketball. I scr <laughs> the scream, I scrumped. Like, it, 
It was so funny. It was so good. Dre is so ridiculous. She's I ridiculous. love that for her. But yeah. those plums, those plums look yeah. really good. Like I, yeah. I wanted some plums after that. Did you enjoy the Jesse from Grey's Anatomy joke? So I was so I was confused <laughs> because I knew who they were referencing. I knew it was supposed to be Jesse Williams and all that. But I was trying to figure out why were what did he do that landed him here? Like exactly. could you got could you guys said you guys said that he kind of like uh like uh fell off not fell off or something like he 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 got into some hot water. What was the hot water he got into? Well, he um basically was like one of the leaders of the quote unquote new civil rights movement for a bit and then started dating Minka Kelly and mm -hmm. everybody called him out for that. And then he posed nude or he, some leaked some nude pictures in order to know. like get out of did whatever. Did they really say that he leaked them? Um, I don't know if he leaked them, but it was implied that he may have been involved in it. Oh, I mean, because I always remember, like, just, he he dates white women, right? Like, that is well, thing. he was like, he was, he was, he was married, married to a black, black woman. Black woman, yeah. They got divorced. He, he yeah, and then he did. I, I, that's why I was like I said, I, I was kind of confused because I like Jesse Williams. I, yeah, I, the the miss conception that like he talks so highly black about black women every time he every every chance he gets yes. and, I, and i i understood the spoofing of him saying like i created the term black girl magic yes. you know and i understand the whole like him talking highly about black women and then people were like but you don't you're not even dating a black woman right now but to me I don't truly care about that. Like yeah, a lot, you know, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people, we, we always go into this and we, we've talked about this on insecure and we've talked about this on other things, but it's like, they, everybody just assumes like black women don't like uh, black men dating white women. That's not the case. I don't give a shit who you date. The no. problem is, is if you are talking bad about us exactly. as you're dating, as you're dating someone, you who's know, white. and yeah. since that's never, since I've never seen that in conjunction to Jesse Williams, no, I was yeah. I I, I, and I I just thought it was funny. It was just a funny gig. Yeah, I just thought it was funny because I was just like, of all of the people who have been referenced in this show, whose names haven't really been used, they really did go after him and actually right. used his name. Like, what did he do? Um, yeah, that's what that was my main <laughs> thing. I was like, did the did Jesse Williams and Donald Glover have beef? Like, did Jesse Williams have beef with uh, Janine? Like, I need to know. Yeah, I need to know so much more about this show. Uh, if any of the creators are listening and you would like to come on and talk to us about right. some of these things, please let us know. You can email us at theconnect at postshowrecaps.com. Um, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we're going to be talking about episode four, Running Scared. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. And we're back. Okay. So... This episode, Running Scared, was directed by friend of the Atlanta podcast, Ibra Ake. Thank you for directing this wonderful episode. We are so happy that you are able to get yourself out there even more and show your artistic bent here on this uh, show. We applaud Mm -hmm. you and hope that you are listening. Um, Yeah, please. (laughs) Yeah. So... uh, Nyjah got bit (laughs) Uh, and it caused a bit of a stir on the internet. There are uh, a shot in here of people criticizing the, whoever the perpetrator is saying that Robert Mueller needs to like uh, actually do his job and figure out who it was. And the next thing that we see is kind of like a really tired Dre nodding off and driving in what Mm -hmm. is like unmistakably the south yeah (laughs) (laughs) um just like there are no lights on any on the roads anywhere and uh not a single sign to be seen like this is just so the south um we find out that it's tennessee right that's where bonnaroo is yeah tennessee apparently yeah. Um, and then we uh, see that she swerves because, you know, she's falling asleep and a mm-hmm. police officer kind of comes out of nowhere. And it's just like, uh, you know, being a police officer, especially like a Southern police officer asking her whose car it is, talking about the tent on the windows. Thankfully, because of the tent on the windows, he can't see the massive amount of blood that is covering mm-hmm. the back seat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he decides that he's going to follow her to make sure that she gets to her hotel without a problem. So Dre mm-hmm. stops at a convenience store and the cop just kind of like, you know, sidles up to the convenience store waiting for her to come out. Um, basically, this woman uh, comes out of nowhere and is like, you know, I like your dress. And then it's like, never mind notices that Dre is kind of like hiding a little bit in the store from the cop and goes out there and pulls a, I'm going to talk to your manager uh, and gets the cop to leave her alone. Basically. Yeah. We, we learned that this woman's name is cricket, which is already a sign that Dre should run in the opposite direction. Right. I mean, I was like, no, thank you. <laughs> People aren't just that nice to you for like no reason. So yeah, no, no, thank you. 
Yeah. So um, Cricket convinces Dre to come back to where uh, they live because she, you know, she essentially uh, finds out that Dre is there for Bonnaroo, um, but doesn't really have a place to stay and plans on sleeping in her car. And Cricket is mm -hmm. like, no, there's like plenty of room in our house. You should come back here. Come back with me. So she convinces Dre and Dre follows her back to her house where she meets a member of Cricket's group named Eva, who is played by Billie Eilish. Yeah, girl. Were you surprised to see Billie Eilish in this show? Did you have any idea this was happening from the internet beforehand? I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> of course I did. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm kind of glad I did because... You know, I am very far removed from Billie Eilish's. Uh, <laughs> Billie Eilish. Eilish's. <laughs> William Eilish. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> I just know the memes. I know some of the songs. <clears throat> I know she has green hair. She didn't have green hair here. So I was very thankful that I knew ahead of time because I'm like, oh, that's Billie. And I also was like, damn, she's like really pretty. Like, not like. Yeah like no shade but i was like i would not have known her without the green hair and when when i saw her without the green hair i was like oh my gosh like she's she's a be she's beautiful you know yeah um and this was a tour de force this acting by her like right? go ahead billy eilish like <laughs> that shit was good it was so good she did such an amazing job um but i immediately clocked that uh a lot of people had they like they had some weird names, right? Like Cricket, Eva. Um, There's one girl's name. I was like, huh? Yeah. Um, you know, and it it reeked of like, and we'll, I'm pretty sure we'll get into it later. But it it definitely reeks of like renaming and cult, you know, yeah. very cult like activity where they change, they try and get you to change your identity exactly. to assimilate, you know? Yeah. Like when I heard cricket, I thought squeaky. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> like, not the Manson family. <laughs> yeah, run in the opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, Eva seems pretty smitten by Dre when they first meet. And immediately. it immediately seems drawn to her and invites Dre in. Mm -hmm. Uh it's just like, you know, are you hungry? We have all this food and like this house is gorgeous. Gorgeous. Yeah. This is like some kind of Nancy Myers dreamscape that just like um, Freddy Krueger got let loose in because <laughs> it is absolutely gorgeous. There is so much fresh fruit and vegetables. Like mm -hmm. there's so much food happening around this house. I don't know how seasoned any of it is, <laughs> but it looks great. Um, very pleasing to the eye. Like I am always a fresh fruit and vegetable girl, mm -hmm. so you can definitely get me when you are just like, yes, I'm cooking something that was just in the ground five minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. So Dre is just like, yeah, I'm hungry. Let's do this. Um, the next morning, uh, Eva comes to Dre's bed, which is all also weird because they they tell her you know you can pick one of these beds to sleep in and it's just like a whole room mm -hmm. full of like twin beds basically mm -hmm. um which is a little off-putting because there's really? nobody else sleeping in this room but 
it just kind of shows you that this cult is looking, this group is looking for people. To expand, right? yeah. To expand, yeah. yeah. Their and, whole operation. And, like, before this, like, at the dinner, this is where, the dinner is where I was really, like, if if you are a true, if you are true crime obsessed like me and Latanya <laughs> are, you definitely had to have clocked all of the red flags at the dinner portion where they're talking to Dre and they're like, Dre, what, 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 you know, what brings you to Bonnaroo and stuff like that. And Dre starts weaving her, her fantasy, the path, mm -hmm. you know, the pathological liar in her where she's like, Oh yeah, I'm here to see Nija. Me and Nija are friends, but she's a little mad at me. So like, um, but it'll be okay once I, I apologize to her and stuff like that. Like this is after she tells them that she had no ticket. She was just going to like go yeah, sneak in. Yeah, or yeah, or just try and watch from a, a high, high place above the fence. Like, and immediately they're like, "Oh, we know people. We can get you in. Whatever, whatever. Let yeah, her guard we down." Yeah, you an artist pass. It's like yeah. what? For yeah, free? exactly. Right for free, and she's like, "I don't give you money." No, and then um, w one of the other things is one of the other girls comes in for her, for her what her EO or something like that. Um, it, what what was the the acronym? Her like her. Whatever her meditation. Oh yeah, session. she was. In, yeah, she was in the sauna. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what they called it though. They called it. Yeah, like, but again, cult one one. You you. It's 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 a brainwashing session, but they can't yeah. say brainwashing session. They have to give it some fluffy name, and it's like evolution of something. Yeah, and she's like, it was so intense, and they're like, oh Dre, you should definitely do one of these things, and and. You know, uh, Dre is saying like uh, stuff about like how Nyjah is so powerful, and you know that Eva and Billy is the cult leader immediately here because she's like, "I love Nyjah." You could tell that she picks up; she's picking yeah. up on what she can use against Dre to manipulate her to then turn it around and be, and be like, "But you know, you're just as powerful as Nyjah." You know exactly. what I'm saying? And and you know. Nyjah's a goddess and so are you and and I, I love the yes. reference to her sister they like yeah. her sister's a little bit more <laughs> a little spiritual, more spiritual. <laughs> wow, I yes I I love that I also you could tell that Eva is the leader because everybody is just do like she's just telling people what to do yeah you mm -hmm. know she's just like uh Dre do you want some tea so and so go put on a pot of water Mm -hmm. Are you hungry? Uh, you know, uh, so and so will get you some food. Like yeah. she, she just is in control, complete control of this space and all of the people in it, and they're happily doing what they're being told to do. This is this is easily one of those moments where you, you if if you've been through anything, or you know, uh, you watch those shows that you know this is. This is yeah. a cult. Get this help, call you cult. Yeah, yeah, and and I love this because it it kind of takes you back to some of the the like the quote unquote racial horror, you know, the, your get outs and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Because they're all white too, so I was yeah. immediately like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, uh, Eva was probably pushing a little harder than usual to get Dre to be a part of the group because. Everybody knows that like white women would love a, a like a little black project, you know. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
So I, I, I thought this dinner scene was very, I loved it. I love that type of tension and then it, it, it ramps it up. So yeah, like you said, I'm sorry to do relic or whatever. Oh but, no, it's fine. Yeah. And then we get the hike. I mean, you are not waking me up when it's still black outside. Like, it, <laughs> like yeah, they said. dark outside. Like mm-hmm. it is still dark and you oh, want me to exercise? go out into no. the, the world to exercise like you want me to go outside to do a hike that is so difficult that by the end of it even the people who are experienced are like losing their minds Mm -hmm. unable to catch their breath like that's just not happening there i mean but i get that that's how you break people down Mm -hmm. you get them into a vulnerable place physically yeah. Um, where their mind uh, is more open and they're creating serotonin in that uh, time and space. And then you get mm-hmm. them to meditate and to think about the things that they should be grateful for. And yep. that thing involves the group and involves yep. Eva. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all of that makes Playbook. sense. Play by tactic. play. Yes. But I have, I'm not, I have it. literally been that tired. Like as somebody who used to play sports mm-hmm. and the most recent time like seven years ago where i played i had to play like back-to-back football games long story in the hot sun (laughs) being so tired that my mind didn't work like that is a level of tired not and not like tired like sleepy tired but like so physically exhausted that your mind is like I can't even think right now because I'm so tired yeah that's the state that they they want you in you know exactly yeah it is horrible um but they go on a hike and they do some uh some meditation so mm-hmm. dre is kind of just like going around this uh little like house it's not so little this like huge house mm-hmm. and realizes that her car has been like completely washed she looks in the back and it looks spotless like i don't Mm -hmm. know what these people did Mm -hmm. but uh they did a great job detailing this car so after the hiking trip eva continues to kind of like offer dre some counseling Mm -hmm. services and uh dre decides to show up to what looks like the attic of this house uh, where there is a person who looks kind of like a, a secretary, like an executive assistant sitting there. And it's just like, she'll, Eva will see you now. Mm-hmm. Um, and Eva starts doing this. Um, it's almost a form of auditing, really. Mm-hmm. Um, which is like a term that is used by the Church of Scientology. Mm-hmm. And it is uh, asking a lot of questions in very quick succession. And then like snapping your fingers and Mm -hmm. saying name like so that you uh so because eva is very clear that dre who is going by kayla at this point Mm -hmm. is not like kayla is not her real name and she's just trying to get like break her down and get down to some of the details about dre's life it's a way to get somebody off balance like yes this type of technique is used in the church it's used in um police interrogations stuff like mm-hmm. that psychology um it was this was uh shot so brilliantly shout out to ebra because it was intense it, and again you you get those callbacks to get out in like the teacup you know yes, what I'm saying? exactly like, 
I, yeah. I I loved all of this and like Dre, the inner turmoil. They 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 portrayed it perfectly with Dre trying to keep some semblance of her lies to herself. Mm-hmm. But with the rapid fire of the questions, with the way that Eva is asking the questions, the way that she's weaving in the, the Nyjah, because she can she can see that if she weaves in some of the, the Nyjah lore and asking her questions about Nyjah, that she can then turn the questions about her to then turning the questions about Marissa to then finally getting her real name. And then uh, Dre talking about her grandma and, and the blood, right. like very all abstract. And it was a amazing it was amazing and one of the things that we notice here is um you know they talk about kind of dre's connection to her phone and essentially like you know dre said that she missed a call and Mm. that is the trauma that is kind of like bonded her to her phone now she believes that she is still getting texts from marissa Mm -hmm. because she also has marissa's phone and she mm-hmm. can send herself texts from Marissa. And I'm sure some of those she's imagining as well. Right. Um, yeah. And, and and the deep-seated guilt of like, if I had picked up that phone that night, would Marissa still be here? There's that. But there's also uh, in there, you know, when Eva asks what happened to Marissa, that's something that Dre will not discuss. Mm-hmm. Do you think that lends to the theory at all that Dre killed Marissa? I was trying to parse it out because we also kind of got like a vision here with Dre opening up the fridge and seeing a plum. And then we get a a vision of like, sorry, Marissa is opening up the fridge and Marissa has a a pan and swings it. Like I was trying to parse. Is it like I'm still of the mind until until like I can disprove it. I still want to say that she didn't kill Marissa. You know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see in the, the the last two episodes. But as of right now, episode five, I'm gonna go with no, because I, I again I liked her very raw and real reaction to killing Khalid, yeah. and to me it felt very much like an out of control situation like a she, first kill a first kill yeah like yeah. A, the, the stereotypical serial killer first kill sloppy messy guttural instinctual exactly. and then as she goes across town doing it more and more it's more um in control um you know at the the one guy's house in episode uh three when when she she mops up the blood and stuff mm-hmm. like that you know what i'm saying like um it, it, that felt like a first kill to me. So I, I am just going to say as of right now, I don't think she killed Marissa. And if she was the cause of Marissa's death, um, I think it, I, I'm still on, on, I still feel like I'm on the side of that. It was unintentional. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit before we move on from this scene uh, between Eva and Dre about the acting that, uh, is being showcased by uh, Dominique Fishback and Billie Eilish here. This is amazing. It is cinema because like <laughs> Dominique just spinning these lies, like trying to trying to keep a hold of the lies and trying to keep spinning the lies. But then Billie slowly breaking it down, breaking it down, using her lies against her. Um, but in in a way that is flowery. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Mm-hmm. Up until this point, every time Dre has met somebody and talked about Nyjah in some sort of way, asking who's your favorite artist and stuff like that, people look at her like, what? Okay, weirdo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> before they die or before whatever happens to them. Like, uh, Eva's character here, she always leans into it. She's like, you're right. Nyjah is so powerful. You know, she and and she leans into it and then she she turns it. She gives her that, that, um, that acceptance, that, that she, she gives her that acknowledgement and then she uses it against her. And that's how you can, can spot a really good cult leader who can, who can tell what your weakness is, what the in is to get in with you and then mm-hmm. use it. And we, we find out that Dre ends up, we, we see it because she, she accidentally says Dre. Like when, when it was like Kayla, yeah. Kayla, what's your name? Kayla, Kayla, Dre. Then she went right. back, Kayla. Dre, you know, I it was so good. Uh, Billy Eyelash here, I, I keep saying it <laughs> you call her on the internet. I'm sorry, Billy, Billy Eilish, uh, here was really, really good. I, I like them both. I, I, I like them both. Yeah, it was just a really great scene. It was, and it, it is wild that this is like Billy Eilish's kind of first acting role. It is wild to me. I hope she gets more. Yeah, it's a little scary also that she's mm-hmm. so good at <laughs> this particular role. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's so young and seems to understand all of the, like, you know, ins and outs of it. But, you mm-hmm. know, that is a different discussion for a different day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, basically, Eva decides to take away Dre's phone. Yeah. But she's trying to get Dre to, like, divulge every detail of her past. Yeah, because um, Dre wakes up and the phone is gone, right? And then she yeah. also had like a knot on her head too, right? Yeah, so I was wondering about this because she kind of like shows up um, after she realizes her phone is gone. She shows up to like the sweat lodge, the sauna. I guess. Yeah, the, the sweat, sauna. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sweat lodge, and, sauna. Uh, and like, you know, every, most people are naked. Everybody in there. Mm-hmm. Um, there but everybody's in there. And uh, Sorry, this and, is textbook cult as well. This yes. is like textbook spiritual cult um i i i think of the guy who had the people in his in the sweat lodge that like people died because he oh. wouldn't let them get out i'm thinking about um keith Raniere in them oh yeah like, and it, very textbook. keith Raniere. the fact that they have brands, brands. they mm-hmm. all have brands yep um so yeah they it, it seems like dre has lost some time here and she yeah. has this huge welt on her forehead. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, are you okay? Don't you remember? You fell. But that feels wrong and not true. Uh, but we never really find out what happened. It's weird. No, we don't. We don't. And it, it it's unsettling. It, yeah. it, it, you know what I'm saying? Because we don't know what happens. Uh, she just has the welt. She doesn't remember. She loses time, like you said. It's again very midsummer. It, it's very yes. in that vein of of the movies. It's like you wake up, you don't know what's going on, but you have all of these these cult members around you, still trying to tell you to breathe and embrace the culture. And and at this point, this is when they're like, uh, "What she say? This is when you give us your um, collateral, your bond." Yeah. Your yeah. bond, yes. So we tell you things, you tell us things. It's it's like basically like we know your deepest darkest secrets. We know mm-hmm. you're a murderer, so you can't leave us or we'll tell. Like, yeah, it's very. 
ugh, like it's very intrusive. Yeah, and that's also another thing that's taken from the Nexium cult because everybody had to give collateral in order to like be a part of it, um, so that they could more they they could better control the lives of the people that were involved in the cult. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous, and Dre kind of like uh, stands up as the group is like <clears throat> busy. Uh, later on, they're like all at a fire, and they're like manifesting. And Dre yeah. kind of stands up and like is like, you know, none of this makes any sense. She gets really upset mm-hmm. uh, because she's like hearing music, and she's just like, can nobody else hear that? And everybody's like, what are you talking about? What's going on? Right. And the thing that we realize is that Dre has no idea what day it is at yep. this point. And, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but did you think that they did that on purpose, though, right? Because, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, keep going, sorry. Um, <laughs> she had no, has no idea what day it is, and people are like, oh, no, what is it? Is it Wednesday? Is it Friday? Mm-hmm. And, and, she, and she hears the concert happening. Like, she's missing Nigel. Wait, right so now. is that what that was? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking like they were playing the drums, and then they were just they were not playing the drums. Okay, okay, okay. But the, there was music happening that they were trying to like play over oh. and pretend not to hear. Okay, 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 okay. That's you, what it you was. get the idea that if like um, a concert is in like a small like town, then mm-hmm. probably everybody around can hear that concert. You know yeah, what I mean? Exactly. At least some yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like the concert is going on and they're trying to get Dre to give stay. more to stay and give mm-hmm. more of herself to the group and not focus so much on Nija, but she realizes that the concert is happening and she goes to her car and tries to get away, but not without her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so she eventually gets Eva to give her, her phone back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of the cult members kind of like stand in front of the car and they're like, including you know, Eva. you're not including Eva's right in front of the car. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, you're not going anywhere. You've given us bond. We know what you've done. There's mm-hmm. no way that you're going to be able to get out of here and get out of the car. You might as well get out of the car. And they clearly did not expect this, but what does Dre do? She slams on the gas and she runs right over Eva. Yeah, and then she backs up and does it again. again. I'm like, I'm sitting there like, get out of the way. Like, how do you know if she divulged everything that she did to you? Why would you stand in front of the car and think that something's gonna happen? Why would you think that you're any different? You, you, if you truly know that she's a murderer. My guy, like, what yeah. did you think was gonna happen? What did you think she was gonna do? <laughs> and they, uh, oh, they lost their they lost their crap when she ran over yes. Eva, and then again backed up and ran over her again. Yes. Like that was crazy. They went guys. feral. They went Yo. feral, and then like there was one that was on the car. Mm-hmm. Um, they were running after the car. They were like trying to pull Dre out of the car, mm-hmm. and she was like, she used the door to like beat one of their heads, heads in. Heads in, yeah. She, uh, 
you know, uh, stopped the car. So the person was on it, like flew off. And then she beat her to death then with she, a tire iron. He got out and bludgeoned her. Dre loves a good bludgeoning. She I loves love, a bludgeoning. I love that they're keeping her MO the same, dog. <laughs> this is cinema. It's, it was, it's just so good. It you is. know, and like the lighting is amazing because it's at, it's at night. There's mm-hmm. not a lot that naturally there's not a lot of light around like these types of properties mm-hmm. um, because they, people don't want light pollution. Mm-hmm. So they're using a lot of the times just the light from the car mm-hmm. um, to, to light the shot. And it's, it's so eerie. Uh, but at the same time, you're just like, yeah, get out of that cult. Like, <laughs> like mm-hmm. kill whoever you need to, to, to get away from these women. Um, and, and it, it's weird to root for Dre. Yes. <laughs> but also, yes. I was, I, cause, cause I was like, because as I watched this scene, I was like, go, Dre, go. James legit looks at me and said, you're rooting for her? I'm like, yes. Do you see these crazy white women? Like, yeah, seriously. <laughs> she has lost. so funny of her life she doesn't know what has happened exactly to her. and you kept her between her and Nigel. i was pissed for her <laughs> I know. As, as somebody who stayed up until two o'clock in the morning to watch the coachella performance you did <laughs> yes because you know because you know of course it is in california yeah and uh since beyonce was the headliner she didn't go on until like two o'clock i want to say it was like two o'clock three o'clock in the morning eastern time oh wow um and it's coachella so they do live stream it they they do live stream it on youtube most mm-hmm. of the time most sets so i knew that if i wanted to watch it i had to stay up to watch it you know this is before they announced she announced that we got the homecoming doc on, right on netflix but i did i stayed up my friends fell asleep you know, I, I I gave it the college try. I, I think I got halfway through it, so I got at least an hour in, and then fell asleep. Too. There you but go. I still I still got it in, and I would have been I would have been pissed if I was if I was Dre, and I'm in the town, yeah, supposed to go, and then y'all did all this hippie shit, and now I miss my <laughs> my girl's performance. I would be really angry about that. Like, yeah. uh, uh, the only reason that I'm in this tiny town is to see Nigel, right exactly Mm -hmm. and now i'm missing it because of you all so dre shows up at bonnaroo only to discover that Nigel has already gotten done performing Mm -hmm. um and that the festival is ending and someone and you know the the attendant tells her that she needs to like back up and turn around and as the app the episode wraps uh dre is just kind of like crying watching youtube videos of Nigel's performance in her car mm-hmm. and after missing the performance at the festival um you know we kind of see the episode come to a close and there's like a text message i think um where she texts marissa to ask if she's still upset about uh her biting Nigel, and things just kind of come to a close like uh on dre's face and we fade to black. It yeah. is a wild episode of television. So freaking wild, man. Like, <sighs> woo. <laughs> it's 
so, so sad. So <laughs> sorry for anybody who will be watching the Renaissance on YouTube. I, I know that'll be you and Chappelle because y'all are broke. I, on the other hand, will be live. I will be there. I will be watching Beyonce in August. Um, just a light flex. But no, I yeah, did. I, <laughs> How are you going to call me broke on this podcast? <laughs> this is our podcast. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my god! I had to. I'm sorry. That was so funny. Um, no, I thought this. I thought this. We was so really funny. are monsters. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I just. It hasn't been ruled out yet that I'm going because she's going to be at Soldier Field, which is like in walking distance of where I live. Nice. So, uh, never say never about Latanya going never. to the Beyonce concert. Never say never. Um. <laughs> No, I just love, I, I just, I truly, this concept, and I, as each episode goes along, there is nobody else you could have done this with. Like, yeah. I, 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 I don't care. Like, this is the perfect fan base. This is the perfect performer to base this, this horror show around. It's so iconic. And, you know, <laughs> James is like, you can't make Navy sounds. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, <laughs> It it's just so good. The bees, I I I I agree with you and Chappelle. Like the bees give you like that caprini green type thing, and that's yeah. that's what they're going for. You need something that is immediately visceral, and it's just so easy to to do it with the the bees. And it's almost like an homage to you know Candyman and old horror. I think that this yes. show to me has done a great job of homage to several different styles of horror and i'm i just am i love it i freaking love it man i love it we love it we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna talk about season one episode five of swarm called girl by and we're back all right it's time to talk about girl by which is an episode that I'm not even sure what I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> After I'm, the last episode, I was like, what? I'm it, confused. I don't even know what to do um, mm -hmm. after episode four. So I really wasn't expecting what would happen in episode five. Um, mm -hmm. This is the episode that is partially written, co-written by Malia Obama, Malia Obama. Mm -hmm. who is going by Malia Ann, which Malia I think Ann. is very sweet. And mm -hmm. I'm just happy that I I'm just, I I just feel. Do you feel proud of her? I feel oh, proud yeah. of her. Definitely. Like, like just so happy for her. So mm -hmm. happy for her. Um, it was really really cute to see kind of behind the scenes pictures of of Malia and Dominique Fishback and Chloe Bailey and. Uh, the stories talking about uh, Chloe and Malia kind of like rekindling their friendship. Mm -hmm. uh, I just really love everything about this. Why rekindling? Um, probably because they lived on like different coasts. Oh. And then Malia they, went to they, Harvard. They knew each other when they were younger? Apparently. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Apparently. Um, and then you know lives get split you know mm -hmm. and they uh were able to rekindle their friendship on this show mm -hmm. 
So this episode is called Girl By. Episode five begins with Dre uh, coming into a phone store because uh, basically her phone it works, but the but Marissa's phone no longer is working. Right. And uh, the attendant is watching mm. a show <laughs> about uh, who bit Nyjah. Mm-hmm. So it's all like a little bit of meta framing. Mm-hmm. Um, this person decides that, you know, uh, Dre is kind of having a hard day. So they're going to help her out. And then uh, it's kind of figured out that um, the person who is whose name is on the account, Harris Jackson, who is Marissa's dad, has uh, disabled the mobile number. Yeah. Which. But- uh, before, before, did you, do you know, that's Ricky Tom Thompson. Did you, uh, peep that? No. Yeah. That's, uh, as soon as he turned around, Ricky, Ricky, uh, Thompson is a like well-known like content creator, very popular on like Twitter, YouTube. Um, he, his, his, he's, his content is so funny. Like he, 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 he's known for like walking and being like, you could never, you can never like, he I was so that funny he looked here. familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did not know that's who that was. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Like a pretty burgeoning um, acting career going to now. Exactly. Exactly. So shout out to him. I You love to see um, like small time creators like make it big. Like I yes. love that. Huge. Mm-hmm. Well done. And and I, I say small time creator. He started as a small time creator, but he he's huge on Insta- like I said, Instagram, um, YouTube, all that. And now like he's making his way to the screen, which is it's amazing great. To see. Yeah, you love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, that just lets you know that creators are out there watching your stuff too. So yeah, you never it, know who's watching or listening. Exactly, and it um, it's also. Like I don't know if you've seen Cocaine Bear, but a TikTok uh TikTok creator uh was in Cocaine Bear too. Oh, really? Yeah, this guy who made the this uh, this one sound very famous. Like he kept doing reactions to this one sound. I'm not going to get into it, but like <laughs> it, it, it I just you just like to see that. You know, it's yeah. it's a new avenue that people are being able to break into the business without having to go the traditional route. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. Um, so because this number has been disabled, um, the attendant decides there's like not really anything else that he can do for her. Right. And asks her to leave because she starts getting weird and scary. (laughs) Um, and she is demanding that he repair the phone and takes out some cash, but he's like, things are getting a little too shady. You're going to have to go. So Dre decides to go back to Houston. Um, to the scene of the original crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never want to return to that. Yeah. Uh, but she does. And she goes back to the mall where she and Marissa used to work. And she meets um, with mm-hmm. uh, Erica. Erica, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's played by Karen Rodriguez. Um, and she just tells her basically all these lies. About how she uh, met Nyjah's mother, and now oh. they. Uh... <laughs> I was like, 
you are you are going for it huh like you are this is the pathological liar olympics apparently right now yeah no she really went for it um (laughs) she yeah so she says she met naja's mother and now she's basically a part of the family Mm -hmm. and she comes over for lunch and like yeah doing uh, doing each other's makeup and things like that um and you know erica is just like you know i'm really proud of you for like doing what you did right so at this point here latanya did you believe that erica believed her um it's difficult to say right because Part of it is like Erica very much felt like she hadn't really gotten to attain her own goals because she was like, mm-hmm. you know, she I got pregnant by Khalid's brother. So I Yeah. Yeah. So I I wondered how much of her was wrapped up in that part of her life while mm-hmm. she was listening to all these like amazing tales being told and just like um went along with it and what part of her was like yeah I don't really believe all of this but if you're happy then you know like good for you I think it was I think it was intentionally ambiguous right exactly I I I agree I was truly like do you really believe this because but like you said Erica says she took Marissa's death really hard yeah um yeah that yeah. she um, got the tattoo of Marissa, got knocked up by Khalid's brother after his funeral. Right. You know? You know? Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, very, very, very interesting here. But I just thought I'd ask you that because me and James had different takes on it. Yeah, it, it is really interesting. I, I didn't really like make a decision one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, at first I thought when I first watched upon first watching, I was like, oh, she does believe her. Mm-hmm. Like her life is so like not great yeah. that she really does believe that like oh, like this, she wanted to believe that something yes, that something great like and better came out of it first. And Erica else. is not the smartest. No, like, no, mm-hmm. never been never been told uh, that she was like a NASA uh <laughs> NASA like scientist or anything. Um, so after that, Dre proceeds to walk over to the Jackson's home and, um, she's able to get a ladder and climb up into one of the rooms Mm -hmm. and enter the house. So like, this is clearly the house where Marissa and Dre lived when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that Dre would have known all of these ways to get in and out of the house unless that was the case. Exactly. So yeah. once she's mm-hmm. in there, she kind of searches through some different items and she discovers a weapon in one of the closets. Um, she takes a shower, does her laundry, and um, she kind of like settles in um, and then uh, falls asleep. And then the Jacksons get home. Mm-hmm. And uh dre kind of like appears unexpectedly they're just like coming in from dinner and like you know Mm -hmm. talking um and dre kind of appears unexpectedly and uh has uh the gun that she's found in the closet and she 
is pointing it at Mrs. Jackson. And she requests that, you know, Miss Jackson turn the phone back on. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden from, uh, you know, behind her, Dre, we hear a voice and <laughs> that mm-hmm. voice is none other than Leon. Leon. <laughs> Ain't nobody came to see you, Otis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David Ruffin. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good the, the casting is just so good here I could not mm-hmm. believe it was him what did you think yeah yeah I whew, unfortunately I did press play I pressed pause on the Amazon so I, I knew he was coming but oh, okay. he came in hot though he did he came in really hot it, it is Texas um, and- <laughs> right <laughs> And so uh, he, uh, you know, points his shotgun and he tells Dre to drop the weapon. And uh, and basically, you know, Dre does this and Harris kind of goes up about like goes off about how he's like lost his old like his oldest, his his only daughter um, and that they want Dre out. They want Dre to like leave um, and they don't want her coming back anymore. They want her, they, you know, get into why they made her leave Marissa's funeral. And they were just like, you know, you didn't be- deserve to be there, essentially. Mm-hmm. It, it's very interesting because there was a lot of stuff dumped out here that I was like, that was very confusing to me. And I just told myself, hopefully it'll be revealed in the next few episodes because there's there's so much here. We get when you when she first gets into the house, it's just pictures of 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 the Jacksons and Marissa's. Marissa's pictures all over the walls, right? Um, but then she finds a picture of the three family. She opens it up and it was folded so that she was not. She was yeah, or she was cut shown. out of pictures. Yeah, so I'm I'm like, oh wow, that's not fun um living <laughs> in a house where clearly you are not a priority and that it, it almost seems like marissa was made an obsession by this family so it's like you kind of see where she learns that marissa just needs to be the center of the world you know what i'm saying like and kind yeah. of where marissa learns that she needs to be the center of the world um and also but, you get to mm-hmm. see, I was just going to say, you get to see the vastly different directions that people go when they're in grief, right? Like mm-hmm. Marissa's parents are returning from dinner. Like their lives are, are kind of getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. And Dre is on a killing spree right now. Yeah, a three-year killing spree at this point. Yeah. two. Yeah, two or three-year killing spree, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what else were you gonna say? I'm sorry. Oh no, it's okay. I was I was just saying. So all of this right here was very very confusing to me. Did you parse it out? So uh, Harris starts saying that he shouldn't have never taken Dre and like he lost his son. Uh-huh. Like his son died. Right. His company lost all their money. Right. right? Uh huh. And so. Dre was dropped on their doorstep. I I took it to mean that they took in Dre. Yeah, for, for the, the money. Check. Yeah, the check, the adoption check. Yes. Yeah, because 
people are horrible like that. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. And then when things didn't go right, they gave Dre back. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I took it to mean. Because, like, how else would you cut somebody out of pictures unless you didn't, you were trying to, like, erase the memory that they were ever even in your family? Oh, so you think she only lived with them for, like, a few years and then they they kicked her out and that somehow later down the road her and Marissa connect, reconnected again? Yeah, I don't know how that would have been. Hmm. But... I mean, if it if she and Marissa were really close, it's possible that maybe the two of them never lost touch. You're right, 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 right. Oh, that's true. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and because Harris does mention that Marissa was lying to them about helping to support her. Right. Mm-hmm. Like she was getting money from them for rent, but like not telling them that they were living together or mm. anything like that like this this episode is a really big exposition dump it is yeah um and it, it just so happens that it is uh you know sandwiched in between like the scene at the beginning where we learn that the phone has been shut off and mm. then the scene at the end where we kind of see uh dre running for her life yeah after he tries to kill her and the neighbors are coming out right yeah it's very interesting i i truly just felt like you know what i'll probably learn more and the it'll probably make sense in the, by the time the series is over so that's why i was just like okay i'm i'm taking this in uh, you know i'll keep this in my back pocket to remember when it comes up again but it this is this but after i saw this i was like how are people actually fully watching this this season and not feeling like this character is getting some semblance of of like empathy you know what i'm saying like Mm. a lot of the stuff that i saw we talked about in the first episode is like people were talking about like you know donald glover hates black women they're they're making that they're making her not um empathetic and you know she's she's feral and they're like they're not even trying to humanize a a, a serial killer again like we're saying like i'm you should not be humanized you should not be empathizing with a serial killer right however um (laughs) but i think they i think they did and 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 we've seen um we've seen articles and stuff where they're saying like this is an anti-hero story and you can pick what side you want to be on like Mm. that and that's what it feels like and i think we're getting deeper and deeper into the season that's what it's starting to feel like to me i i feel like i know this this character really well in in a mysterious sort of way i i feel like um i i feel like i get how rough her upbringing is to the point where she has to latch on to relationship bonds that she makes up in her head Mm. you know what i'm saying like i i i feel like this is this was a great character work episode it it, we we stopped down from all of the the killing for a second and we broke we you know we it was a good flow from the one the episode four where she's kind of breaking her psyche down until this to kind of give us a little bit of background on what's happening and i'm sure they get even deeper in the next two episodes so yes this episode really 
didn't have much going for it except for all the talking, you know? Yes. So it's, you know, it's not fun. It's not funny like the, like two and three. It's not a big shock like episode one. And it's not as scary as episode four. But I do think that it, um, it is needed because it's shining light on the character. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's important, you know, especially when we get to the scene where um, Dre kind of like has to get loose in the house to get away from uh, Mr. Harris, who has the mm-hmm. weapon, and she mm-hmm. kind of closes all of the doors in a way that makes it so that he won't be able to enter. Again, showing that she has a lot of familiarity with this house because it seems like something that she's done before. She's done before, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was, yeah, that that made the hairs kind of stand up for me. It's like, yeah, she knew this intricate way in order to make it so the doors wouldn't open, and it it really made me think, why? Why? Yeah, why do you know Mm -hmm. how to do that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we see her kind of trapped in Marissa's room. Yeah. And that they cleared out, kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just pictures, really. And she starts to spin out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. She's and, definitely having an episode. Yeah. yeah. She's definitely having an episode. And she has to jump from a window. Yo. Huh. That window was high up, too. Very high. So she obviously hurts herself when she does that. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole time she's running away as uh, Mr. Harris is just shooting at her. Mm-hmm. Saying he should have killed her and, and she better not come back. And Right. And all of this commotion. Yeah. And she's like asking for help. She sees like that there are neighbors and everything nearby and is asking for help and then we kind of hear this last bit of talk from uh, this last line from Mr. Harris that it's just like you know uh basically like damn you Dre like you know why did you do this and then like one yeah, gunshot you killed yeah you killed you Marissa, killed Marissa. It's your fault right and then one All gunshot she's gone yeah which i'm wondering if we're supposed to interpret as him like taking his own life or is just another shot that he's shooting at her. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was another shot that she she shot at her. So, hmm. Yeah. It's a weird episode, right? It is. It is. It's, it, it's not, like I said, it's not terribly, like, fun or scary or exciting or shocking. It really is just trauma, and it's, yeah. it, it's uncomfortable. Yes. It's mm-hmm. very, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is episode five, girl bye. Girl bye. <laughs> I mean, that is a pretty good description of what happens during this episode. Uh-huh. Um do you have anything else that you would like to say about uh these two episodes of television and uh, uh any like glimpse at what we're about to get in episode six and seven? Nope, I'm just excited that now I can I can finish the season. <laughs> I am the one who did this self impose. I I want to I want to <laughs> treat every episode like I haven't seen the episode after it. So I'm prepared to be wildly wrong, like you know, or whatever. So, um, 
I'm so excited that I get to watch these final two episodes. This has been a journey. I'm I'm still I don't know why I'm shocked because the team behind this, we knew we always knew who the team was and we are big fans of everybody on the team mm-hmm. behind Swarm, you know, but I I am shocked that um I'm really driving with this this material, you know. Yes, for sure. Um, I am really enjoying it and I am actually like personally excited for you to watch the next episode, Mari. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want you to let me know when you do. Okay. (laughs) Uh, when we, uh, come back, we'll have more of Swarm. We will be talking about, uh, wrapping up our coverage actually of this show, Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be talking about episodes, uh, five, sorry, episodes six and seven, the last mm-hmm. two episodes of the season, um, and may have a guest or two. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. Um, you all should know this by now, but if you don't post show recaps has a Patreon and signing up makes it possible for us to bring you these podcasts every week. So if you're a fan of me and Mari and you want coverage of more shows like Swarm, then please consider signing up at any level. And when you do, you get some very special patron perks, including our lively discussion channel on our patron discord. There are tons of people happy to discuss your likes and dislikes there. So go to patreon.com slash recaps and support PSR and its podcasters. You can also check us out on our own feed we are at postshowrecaps.com slash connect and you can email the podcast at connect at postshowrecaps.com so plug in pop pot sorry plug in postshowrecaps.com slash connect to your podcatcher mm-hmm. of choice and leave us the five star glowing ratings that we deserve yeah. Mari Please tell us what you are up to this week. Um, man, what am I not up to? So yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm very tired because me and Matt uh, wrapped up our WrestleMania coverage over the weekend. We covered both uh, night one and night two of WrestleMania. We did live reactions right after the, the uh, premium live event. So we went live at midnight and I'm still trying to get over it, but uh, other than other than that, uh, you can check that out by going to robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed in order to subscribe to us there. Of course, every Tuesday, me and Sarah Carradine bring you True Crime Tuesdays to RHAP. Rob has a podcast on the Crime Scene podcast. This week, we had uh, we did a crossover episode with the girls from Two Girls, One Doc podcast Mm -hmm. another true crime review podcast we had so much fun the vibes were immaculate (laughs) and uh definitely go check out that episode it was a very very fun episode where we talked about mh370 the plane that disappeared on netflix so go check that out by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed as always you can find me on twitter at mari talks too much that's two like the number two follow me there because um anything i'm doing i'll definitely post over there um and also follow me on twitch at twitch.tv slash mari talks too much again 
Um, I'm trying to get my grow some followers over there. I'll be streaming. I'm, I'm trying to stream this week. So go follow me on there so you get notified when I stream live. But that is it from me. Okay. Um, you can find me here at the Connect talking about Swarm, talking about Snowfall. Um, you can also uh, catch our uh, the tail end of our coverage of you. We had the great Asia on uh, to talk about everything season four and to look forward to what we might be getting in the fifth and final season, along with Marissa Garza. Josh Wiggler and I are at up uh, doing our versus uh, BS. We are um, talking succession versus yellow jackets, which if you didn't think these two shows um, had anything in common, I think this podcast um, will uh, tell you a thing or two. I'm also covering The Mandalorian, uh, doing the feedback show with DM Philly and Brendan Fitzpatrick. And I'm covering for Rahap, uh, Top Chef, which uh, our episode is a little bit delayed this week, but we will be getting it to you ASAP. Uh, me and Haley and Kurt are coming at you with that ASAP. Um very exciting times with all the podcasting that's going on. So you can follow mm-hmm. me on Twitter at LK Starks or on Instagram at Stormborn1222. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to uh, this week's Swarm podcast. And until next time, uh, buzz, 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 baby. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family 
No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 